Did I, should I, like, slide in when you introduce me? Y- yeah, sure. So, we're live. Feel free to, feel free to, you know, slide in when we need you. But anyway. Bob, now? Do, should I do it now? That's it. We, okay, hang on, hang on. Do it again, do it again. We are oh. here on a brand new episode of Towel Light Talk. Uh, this is episode number... What are we on, Chris? 189. Okay, perfect. So I am sharing out the link right now. Yeah. Come join us. We have a we have a guest here from the host of Gutsy Media Podcast, none other than Robert Gutsmer himself. Uh, you like actually, that? You like the entrance? I do like that. And, and you know what's really funny about that? Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Wow. I appreciate it. Everyone Thank you. Everyone who's watching, we really, really appreciate you <laughs> clapping. We're also in front of audience. a recorded audience. <laughs> in front of a live audience. audience. All right. So a little bit different of an episode tonight, but we're doing it live and we're really excited about it. So uh, the if you are first now tuning in uh, on Facebook or I guess that's it um, for right now. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, queries, bring them in. Uh, if you want to talk about Bob and Chris's beards and how I can't grow one, that's fine too. Anything you guys want to talk about. Um, but we'll be going through uh, the news, the pop culture geekiness that has been happening out there in the galaxy. And I'm just going to get right to it because there's a lot more of it than you would have thought. So starting off at the top, we have Marvel TV movie news here. First things first, Deadpool 3. It's got a rated R rating, and that doesn't surprise me. Uh, I'm going to take this. Uh, Chris, what do you think? It was as promised, right? Uh, Bob, Yeah. I said it, if we're going to bring Deadpool in, it's going to be rated R, and we'll treat the fans uh, as they should be treated, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm super stoked about this. There was obviously a big worry that Disney was going to kind of you know, family-friendly Deadpool. And you can't family-friendly Deadpool. You can't do it right that way. So I think I think they're coming around. I think they know where their fan base is, and I'm really excited to see the uh, the R rating. Also, our first is? confirmed mutants in MCU. Oh, really? It's true. That's true. Okay. All right. Um, perfect. Yeah, good. Uh, more Deadpool is always good Deadpool. Uh, over on TV, uh, Disney+, Plus, we have Moon Knight. Uh, and some casting news there. The big one being that the villain has been confirmed as Ethan Hawke. Um, so he will be... I don't know. Who is he? He's hes going to be... <laughs> Have they said who he is yet? I think it's just that he's going to be the villain. He's supposed to be... Okay, so it's possible he's a villain named Bushman. But they have not confirmed that that is who he is. Um... So, you know, I'm a fan of Ethan Hawke, so I'm excited about that. And then we also got May uh, Kalamawai. She is getting cast in an unknown role as well. Uh, Here's the thing. I'm just excited that we're getting Moon Knight on the screen. And I would imagine it's going to be a very hard PG-13. What do you guys think? My question about it is... Is this when were they when are they going to roll out these announcements? Because they haven't confirmed Oscar Isaac. 
they're not going to say who these people are. They're obviously planning on revealing it somewhere this year. Uh, maybe, you know, their own, what is it, D, D23 or whatever it is. Yeah, but that's not usually but, until like August, right? Right, but when's Moon Knight going to happen? Obviously, I mean, yeah, it's, it's like packed full of Marvel shows, right, this year? Right. So. Yeah. I mean, I like Ethan Hawke. I, I think he's a good actor. We actually... Uh, we're getting ready to drop an episode in late February for predestination. And I mean, he was, he was great in that. And I think, uh, I think he'll be good in this. Perfect. I, before we get into more news, speaking of predestination, Bob, today's a, a big day for you. Uh, tell us what's, what's happening over at gutsy media podcast. First of all, for people who are not familiar, what is gutsy media podcast? And then tell us your big news, man. You know, that's a great question, Casey. Thanks for asking me that. Um, so Gutsy Media Podcast is a podcast where I hang out with my friends and talk about movies. Essentially, it's what I do every day anyway. I just decided to record it and let other people listen to it. Um, sounds we really are familiar. Pretty... <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys were actually on the show, uh, the, my last episode of season one. So we just launched season two. Uh, pretty excited. We got, uh, you know, we wanted to give back to the fans. We really enjoyed the downloads. We like that you guys are into the show. So we're launching today our winter giveaway. Um, all you have to do to enter is to like, comment, and share three of our social media posts. And that can be any social media posts, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you're automatically entered to win. Obviously, uh, void or prohibited. It must be 18 years or older. But um, you're going to get a chance to win some really cool pop culture stuff. And you may be asking yourself, well, what could I win? Let me answer that question for you. Um, anybody, anybody like Walking Dead? How about uh, how about Princess from Walking Dead? You know, we'll throw we'll throw her in the box. Or wait, anybody should, a fan of you fun- be telling us this? Oh, absolutely, okay. absolutely. How about you like Funko Pop? How about Tommy from uh, the Power Rangers? Oh my, you can gosh. get him. Um, oh, Casey, ep- you're a huge you're a huge fan of of socks. How about some Saved by the Bell socks? You know what? I am. Why wearing, not? I am wearing socks right now. Yeah, who, careful who with is, those. He might try to take those. Actually, breakfast a, Breakfast I Club. Do want those socks? Boom! Sincerely yours from the Breakfast Club. A little uh, morning OJ in your cup. Listen, we got tons of stuff to give away. Um, I can't guarantee what you're going to get in the box, but here is some stuff that's going to be on the giveaway list. So you might get some version of this. And maybe I'll sprinkle some some more uh, stuff throughout the episode. So stay tuned. Okay. That's exciting stuff. So uh, you guys check out Gutsy Media Podcast, uh, wherever you download podcasts, and uh, soon to be a YouTube and Facebook live show. Okay. All right. That is That has not been confirmed. <laughs> that is in, in confirmation. Uh, we've got a shout-out uh, for Joaquin. Shout-out from the Insensitive Culture crew. Uh, that's a Facebook group, which is hilarious. They they are very funny, and thank you guys for checking it out. Uh, really, really appreciate that. Absolutely. So we uh, we got their little, yeah, there it is. There it is. So we got you guys in there. Sweet. Uh, we got another comment here from Chelsea. Did Jen sanction this? Does your wife know where you are right now? <laughs> um, she does not. I actually, I, I burrowed out a little hole in the basement, and I'm I'm hiding in there and doing my my streams from there. That's a very uh, well decorated hole. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Really cleaned up the place. There you go. All right. Last thing in the Marvel news: uh, WandaVision launched last week. The first two episodes. We got another episode coming tomorrow. Um, just kind of like your quick thoughts on what you thought of the show so far, uh, Bob. What did you think? 
So, I mean, I like pretty much anything Marvel puts out. I, I think, uh, you know, oftentimes Thor 2 gets the short end of the stick or, or Ultron. Love those movies. Um, WandaVision, I like it. I'll continue to watch it just like I do everything else that Disney spoon feeds me. Um, with that being said, we're two episodes in. I, I need a little bit. I need a little bit more. You know, I'm still have no idea what's going on. Um, no spoilers. Um, but I need a little bit more. They're they're dangling something in front of me, but it's so far away. I don't know what it is yet. Okay, Chris. Yes, it is a good slow burn. I can see why they released both of those episodes together. Uh, yeah. So I, you know, it's it's it is a very weird show. I like how they started it with the uh, you know the Lucy throwbacks, uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing what comes next. You know, as they kind of just introduced more and more stuff, uh, more weird stuff, and like you said, no no more spoilers. But I for their first outing, uh, it's it's a really brave venture, and I love these kind of shows. So I'm looking forward to more. I think that's what I'm most excited about is what is the future hold for this, especially since it leads into Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness or whatever it is. So um, I think that I would be okay if the show stayed in this kind of format and didn't even have some weird things happen. If it was just a funny sitcom, (laughs) I think I'd actually be okay with it. But at the same time, knowing that isn't how it's going to be, it's like, okay, well let's kind of move on. Let's get a little bit more, but you know, we're going to get episode three tomorrow. So Hopefully we I got a question for you guys. Yeah. So do you think, I mean, obviously, you know, WandaVision's created, it's going to lead into the, like you said, the, uh, the multiverse of madness for Dr. Strange with a lot of these, you know, see the shows that they're releasing. I feel like they have a good foundation as to what they want to do for at least the first season. Do you think Kevin Feige's look beyond that? I mean, do you think he has a season two, season three, season four plan, or is it going to be kind of just roll with it as, as it goes on? Um, I think this is it because of, let me say this. I think this is it for now because she's going into that movie into Dr. Strange two. And I don't think vision's coming back. I think this is a construct of her mind. So I think it's done. I don't think Scarlet witch is done. I don't think vision is done, but I think this as a concept is done. I don't think they're going to do this again. Um, Chris? Yeah, no, I I agree. Um, and just briefly, it's, you know, the thing about it too is I always bring in the Young Avengers stuff because I really think they're working towards that. And this is this is a critical part of it. Uh, so I do think that it's in somewhat a reality. Uh, so we'll see what happens, right? Yeah. Yep, exactly. But um, I agree. We got a Joaquin... Uh, says it's going to get wild and we're in for a ride. I agree. Yep. I think we're just tipping the iceberg. Uh, Rocco asks, any possibility that WandaVision introduces mutants to the MCU? Uh, I think it's a strong possibility. I think it's a strong possibility. I mean, if not in the show, then probably in the, the multiverse of madness, you know, with Doctor Strange. I mean, I think they might hold on to that for the movie, but this is definitely going to be a setup to that, I think. So let me ask a question, uh, because we know that her and Quicksilver are mutants in the comics, and the way that they created them in this was during their inhuman days. Uh, so how does that get treated? Do they leave them as inhuman? You know, do, do they leave her as an inhuman? 
um, and they don't try to like retcon it. Uh, what do you, any kind of, I guess, you know, thoughts on that? I, I don't think her being inhuman is canon enough um, to, to, you know, anybody's going to notice just calling her a mutant and, and going from there. Um, I, I don't think it's worth changing anything or, or relabeling anything. I think they're just going to go with mutants and, and it is what it is. I think they'll, yeah. So to answer basically a, a retcon, I think they'll do that. I think they'll just kind of like, you know, because they were like, what, the miracles, like the children or whatever in Ultron? I can't remember yeah. what exactly the word is, but I think it will be like Strucker stole them from Magneto or whatever the case well, may that, be. Well, that was going to be my next question is that that's the other thing is now they have Magneto. Do they go back and, and you know, play on him being the father and, and oh, yeah. introduce that? Yeah, they, I think. I think they will. And actually, I bet you anything we see Quicksilver in this show. Well, the same thing. That's, that's what I want to mention is that because of her alter, you know, her reality altering powers, she could do basically, she's one of the most powerful pe- like persons in Marvel. So yeah. she could alter the whole MCU. And I believe that's probably how they're going to play things um, and, you know, <laughs> get crazy with it. If she can change things and make, everybody like the mutants were just there the fantastic four was just there the whole time yeah we'll see some i, I think we'll see something crazy like that so yeah andrew uh says they are tom kinging it for sure uh which is a great series if you haven't read visions i think is what it is um uh joaquin says rocco that'd be a big reveal and rocco says bridging the two quicksilvers the fox and the marvel quicksilver I now forgot he signed up for the show. That's right. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, oh man. I don't know. That would definitely They'll just mix the phases with that Luke technology. You know, <laughs> I think that would definitely <laughs> make people really go, wow. Okay. Now we're doing, and it's a small thing. You know what I mean? It's not seeing Wolverine. It's, you know, it's, it, it would be small enough and cool enough that that'd be pretty sweet. Um, Rocco says, this is why I'm here. Yes. Thank you, Rocco. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we got to move on over to DC news. Uh, we got... the the me. Like, this is a whole new level, man. Oh my gosh. So exciting. Right. Sorry. <laughs> sound effects. We're going to the Snyder cut. Okay. Uh, first of all, it's a movie now. It's a four hour movie. Um, that's a thing. Uh, and in addition to it being not for one hour sections, um, they are confirming that Harry Lennox will be playing Martian Manhunter. So um, I'll just comment on that. That's cool. Great. That guy's a great actor. We needed to see it. And cool. Uh, as far as the four hour movie, Watchmen's like three and a half, maybe even four if you add in the black uh what is that called chris black i keep wanting to say black mask and it's not that uh anyway I'm, whatever i'm going so, to blank you're right my Ellen Moore, if any of you guys can tell me let me know um i'm okay with a four-hour movie i think this is wb going let's get this shit over with <laughs> and move on yeah hasn't the budget like exponentially went up on this. Oh yeah, it was like thirty million, and now it's like three, 
three times that. What do you think, Bob? You know, it's it's content. I'm going to eat it up like cookies with milk, okay? Um, I was actually a fan of the four one-hour segments because I think if you're going to introduce more characters, if you're going to do it right, I want a slow burn. I want the backstories. I want you to lead me into something. Tell me a good story. Don't try to cram it into two hours. So I was okay with four separate one hour shows um, so that you could do that. Making it a four hour movie. Listen, let's be honest. I'm probably going to, you know, watch two hours and then take a break, get some snacks, use the bathroom. So it doesn't matter to me as far as Martian Manhunter being in it. Thank you. Um, I, I, I wish they would have put, um, green lantern in it when, when they started the, the promos for this originally, it was unite the seven, unite the seven. I mean, give us the whole thing, but at the end of the day, it's content. I like it. I'm good with it. Yeah. Chris, I, I feel like maybe it had something to do with they're, they're putting it in, uh, IMAX, right? They're doing a theatrical release. Correct. Are they? That's what I heard. And I wondered if that had something to do with them just putting it back as a movie on HBO. So it's not going over a month's period of time or because HBO doesn't binge. So they would give you per week. But right. if they're going to put it in theater, I don't I don't I don't like saying that because it's like, who cares? Like if I, I'm not going to theater, so I'm going to watch it on TV once a week. I'd be okay with that, but I don't know. It's just such, it's such a weird thing to go back on, but you might be right. Casey where it's like, let's get this over with. We're just, yeah. we're never going to be doing this. Zack Snyder, go, go do your alien zombie movie. So uh, <laughs> Ruben says Snyder's extended directors on a bridge cut. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be six and a half hours long. That's it. Can't wait. All zombies. I can't wait. Well, that's the thing. The Two wonder hours. twins. All Two hours is all slow-mo. We know this. <laughs> <laughs> Just slow-mo shots. Um, all right. Going over to Titans, uh, we have Savannah Welch has been cast as Barbara Gordon. Um, so Titan season three is pretty much turning into the full uh, Batman show. What are your thoughts, guys, on, on you know, Oracle uh, or maybe even Batgirl, you know, will we see her in a costume? I don't know. What do you guys think? I've heard it's know? Oracle. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. I've heard it's post Joker um, shooting her. So that's, that's my understanding of it. Um, Bob, if you want to talk a little bit about, have you watched Titans? I haven't watched Titans. It's on my, my long list of things I need to consume. Um, I do think Oracle is an underrated character. I don't think we see her enough in, in the shows or in the uh, movies. I, I never really bought Alfred as being the guy in the bad cave, you know, helping him out and looking stuff up on a computer. My dad's uh, 67 years old. He can't understand how his mouse uh, dies when it's not connected to the computer. So Alfred being what 80 at this point, like, I think I like Oracle. I we should see her more often, and I'm excited about her being in the show. I have a couple of comments on that. Um, <laughs> I know you. Do. I, I, I don't. I don't know if you're watching the right Alfreds to begin with. Um, <laughs> don't watch Pennyworth on uh, Stars. Watch. I like Gotham's Alfred as well. That's one of my favorite Alfreds. Um, anytime Alfred's a badass or like. His I background is, this, yeah, yeah, that's his background. It's just like I love Alfred. Um, and I wish Alfred would live forever. 
and we know he has not as of now until this new retcon, but we'll see what happens. But I'm not going to talk about Titans because you haven't watched it, Bob. Um, I will say, however, I do not like them going to this Batman world when the idea of Dick Grayson leaving and going to the Teen Titans or Titans was the fact that he wanted to get away from that shadow. And now we have a very gritty show that should be a little bit more about team stuff. So I'll leave it at that. Hmm. You know, to that, to that point, um, I give Marvel a lot of credit for starting off their universe with Iron Man and Captain America, because I mean, realistically before the movies, Iron Man wasn't a big guy in Marvel. If anything, he was B list, maybe even C list. Um, that's one thing DC needs to learn, I think. I think they lean really hard on Batman and Superman because that's their bread and butter. They have so many other great characters, and if they would take the time to invest in them and really put them out in, in the forefront, I think they would see a larger fan base there. So to your point, I mean, I'm with you. I, I'm a huge Batman fan, obviously, um, but I get to consume that content in all sorts of other areas. Let it let it be a Titans show and let Batman or, or, or Grayson or whoever take a step back. Amen. Um, Chelsea, thank you for this. She said Black Freighter. That's what the name was from Watchmen. Thank you, Chelsea. And Ruben has some words for you, uh, Bob. Alfred <laughs> So, I mean, you got to get your Alfred game. Up. I think I think you got to look. If you haven't read it, um, look up the origins of the Robin King. It's It's pretty crazy. Uh, speaking of craziness, Batman, Batwoman season two, Black Mask is joining. I couldn't even make it past the first episode, so I don't <laughs> care, but I like that character. I, I want to, I want to mention something. There was all this stuff about how the ratings were so bad and, you know, the new actress can't hold a candle to Ruby, Ruby Rose, but Unfortunately, that's just bad, you know, just bad writing um, on, you know, on these websites because obviously the Ruby Rose show was not good uh, and there was issues. So I just think, like, why are we not giving this new actress a chance to revive this show if if they can? You know, the, the first season was totally forgettable. I like the idea of this. I like the changing of the character. Yeah. But let's not let's not start saying already like oh the show's bombing already because you know the ratings are down. Your ratings were bombing unless it was an Arrow crossover. So, I you know Batwoman, Gotham, whatever you know Batman esque show you want to give me minus Batman, just give me a Batman show. Just give me a Batman show. Like just put Batman in it. I mean I get it. It's Batwoman and it's fine. It's close. I'm good with that. But I. My my bigger issue, and I know, man, I'm gonna get so much flack for saying this. I don't want to see it on CW. I, I, I want to see a gritty. Give me, give me Gotham by Gaslight. Give me the detective Batman solving crimes in a rainy Gotham street, and make that a TV show. Make it SVU every week, and I am hooked. I am in. I. I think there is actually something coming to HBO Max. Uh, it's going to be the prequel to the Batman. Uh, and it's going to be the Batman is actually year two. And so they're going to need to do year one on HBO Max because I've been saying that for years that a Batman show deserves to be on it, like an HBO or whatever, where they can actually yeah. do gritty stuff. 
and go into these weirder villains and, and so forth. So I am very excited for that. And I agree with you to a certain extent, the CW, but that universe is falling apart. They, they're starting to do these, these different kind of shows on there. Um, I think bringing star girl there was a good move. Um, Superman seems to be a different, you know, move away from the Arrowverse, even though it's connected, but uh, you know, going back to the, the, the Batwoman thing, it's like, at least give it a chance. You know, it's, it is still Batman universe. Like you were saying, um, Mm -hmm. eat it up, eat it up. If it's good, if it's not, turn it off. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Uh, that's right. Ruben GCPD. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah. Looking forward to that show. Um, Speaking of Arrowverse and crossovers, they are done with that. It's it's over. They're not doing it anymore. Fine. They it was uh, <laughs> this coming year was was they they canceled what they had already said was going to happen between like they said the smaller scale one with the Supergirl and Batwoman and that one like World's Finest or whatever. But that's that's a no go. And like I said, since they're doing all these separate shows. I don't think we'll be seeing crossovers in the future. It's the end. It's the end, friends. Uh, And finally, I'm going to take this one with a grain of salt that a Batman the Animated Series sequel is in the works. Um, I heard this. Sorry, Ruben. Yeah, sorry for the Arrowverse going down. And and Dave also agrees. CWverse should be over, let's be honest. (laughs) He's right. If there's no arrow, there's no arrow <laughs> there's no yeah. Uh But um, yeah. can I just say something about this? Um, only because I actually learned about this right before we got on the show. And there's a lot of people out there who think this is a real thing. Um, and I could see them doing it as well uh, because there's such a, there's such a draw now to reinvent these old cartoons and we've seen it across the board. Uh, and they've been, scraping their way with different Batman shows. Some have been better than others and some have just, you know, haven't been up my alley. So I feel like they want to go back and they want to kind of get these fans because think about how they just put out that, uh, the comic, it was, they're still, they're still doing that right now. Uh, the ventures continue, uh, and expand that world. And we were seeing them when DC direct before that went under, they were making, figures that were never part of the show, you know, that like Deathstroke and Red Hood and stuff. So I wonder if there's more to it than we, than just the green assault. Let's put it that way. So I'm really concerned about this. And the reason for it is because while I love, I love content. um, I love Batman. I'm, I'm nervous when any, anybody, whether it be comic books, DC, or even, you know, in movies or whatever, when they touch something that is already perfect and nostalgic, because you always run the risk of ruining it. And I, and I always go back to, you know, the, the predator movies, predator one's amazing predator two. Okay. I, I like it. I think it's good. They haven't made a good predator movie since then, but they keep trying to, and it just, it just bleeds the franchise. So with something like this, I'm, I'm for it. I'm, I'm, I'd watch it, but Man, they they better do it good because this is this is the Batman show. One comment before you go, Casey. Yeah. Um, you are correct because remember that movie they made that was uh, I forgot what it was. It was like Harley Batman and Harley Quinn. It was supposed to be. It's a, an extension of that universe, 
And when I watched that, I was appalled. It is, it was appalling. And I, I was, and I love those DC animated movies. And this was like the biggest heap of garbage I've ever watched. And I was like, this is an insult to the, the animated series. And I was about to bring up the fact, even before I thought about this, that, you know, um, the, both the makers are still there. You know, Paul Dini's still working and um, Tim, now I'm drawing blank, um, is, you know, still working. So it's just like, why why was that even allowed? I don't know. Bruce Tim, thank you. Bruce, Bruce Tim. Tim. I, my comment is this. It won't ever affect the original series. It doesn't matter if they do a thousand sequels and every single one of them sucks. Guess what doesn't suck? The original, the original. animated series. Yeah, right. but I you know what? I did, I disagree with you go, on that. Hmm, you know what? I had a really good time with this. I disagree with you on that, and and for for this reason, it, it the original series is is the best, and I love it. And it, honestly, it's really what got me hooked on Batman in general, and allowed me to kind of expand out into the comic for books and movies and so on. Honestly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, Conroy is the quintessential Batman voice. Hamill is the Joker voice. Correct. But with that being said, the newer generations that are going to watch this and get hooked on it, they're going to see the Batman animated series as a whole, all the content together. And that original is only going to be a segment of that. I want them to enjoy it as much as I do. And this is going to, like I said, it's going to bleed it a little bit. It's going to make it not as uniform and wholesome as a whole. I mean, that, that's only that's my, my thought, at least. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I guess we'll find out, right? I will say the difference may be um, because so many are standalone episodes that that formula may stay today if they can get good writers. Right. Yeah. What because is this? You get ask? too much like overarching things. <laughs> what oh, is that, is, Bob? This is this is a replica of the Batman, um, the Return Number One Batmobile. This. Maybe this winds up in what you get for winning the giveaway this winter. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Tommy Funko Pop, maybe that's in there. I don't know. Batman replica. Who knows? So check out the Gutsy Media podcast. They are doing a giveaway right now. You could win one of these many delicious items. Um, Frank Cotty says, Bruce, Tim, thank you, my buddy. Moses says, I need to be a bit louder. I don't know. My microphone turned off, apparently. Okay. Yeah, you're good. You sound better now. Sound good now. So, Chris, take us to a galaxy far, far away. Pew, pew, pew. That's right. It's a uh, little Star Wars news this week. Uh, coming off, especially with... Uh... <laughs> right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> where Somebody where takes are these people? Out effect, by the way. I'm sorry. Who, who let them in our houses? Um, so... Coming up in the Andor show, season one, unfortunately, we've heard from Alan Tudyk, not us, but the internets, uh, that <laughs> no, K2SO. Oh, oh, he called you. Good. Yeah, yeah. Good. I call him Allie. Uh, <laughs> he's such a good that. friend. That's right. But unfortunately, uh, he has not shot any scenes with our favorite droid ever, K2SO. Uh, and that, to me, says that, yes. Maybe he's not in the show right now, but you know what they're working towards is how they became best, best buds, of course. And that's what, you know, Tudyk said. He said, at least not yet. So let's, uh, we're going to start off with a very lonesome casting on that show. 
Yeah, I, that's fine. You know, I I expect K2 to have a big presence in it, but maybe it doesn't come until season two. You know, we got to get to know Cassian first, and I'm sure they'll do, like, a lot of backstory stuff with him. So I'm, I'm okay with that. That's fine. Yeah, Rogue no, one fan, Bob? I, I am a Rogue One fan. Um, I'm excited about the uh, shows. I think Rogue One is probably the best Star Wars movie we've had since the original three, uh, in my opinion. I think it did a really good job. Um, and I think I think part of that was, again, going beyond the Skywalkers and really exploring the universe as a whole. There's so many different things, so many different aspects they could tap into, and I'm glad they, they picked something like that. And I, I did find it funny that the whole show is centered around closing that one big plot hole from the original movies, which was great. But... Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know who K2SO is. He's the robot. The little the little one with the beak head? <laughs> Wrong movie. <laughs> oh. No, the big the big black droid. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. I liked him. That oh, guy's no. awesome, right? I can't pull him out. I love that guy. My display case, but he's he's over here. All right. So so know him for now, but I mean, it's can't who knows? Maybe get the fans to support it and get it in season 2. Uh, yeah. yeah, Moses says that's better. My main issue with Solo is how they just shoved every major aspect we know of him into one adventure. So let him have his own adventures before we start seeing the aspects of him that connects to Rogue One. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, and Disney's not gonna you know shy away from the opportunity to do the origin story of K two S O. So that's true. That's great. Um, next up, some exciting news for Star Wars video game fans. Uh, Growing up, we had Lucas Arts, and that dissolved. Uh, and so we've been, you know, kind of at the whim of EA for many years, and uh, that's been a roller coaster of a ride until more recently. Uh, but f- lucky for us, Lucas Film Games is here, uh, so that's exciting. And uh, with that, we also have an announcement that Ubisoft, uh, who you know, the Assassin's Creed, um, and The Division, which they are saying this new Star Wars open world game will be based uh, more on the mechanics of. So what do you guys think about this announcement and an open world Star Wars game? Gimme. Gimme, 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 gimme. I mean, how awesome. I want to train as a Jedi. You know what would be cool? Give me that like fable aspect where I, I start training and then I can pick to do like dark side stuff or light side stuff. And I can kind of pick my own path as a character. That would be sweet. That would be, that would be totally sweet. Yeah. I mean, I'm beyond excited. I don't know why they can't just call it Lucas arts, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like there's that nostalgia factor. Like you still probably own the domain. Just bring back Lucas arts, but that's a quibble. Um, yeah, more Star Wars video games and from more variety. You know what I mean? Like, I want to see an Arkham Knight style game from Insomniac, you know, like the Spider-Man game, but make it a bounty hunter. You know what I mean? Like, I, I could, they could go so many different directions. Star Wars is, again, the biggest franchise of all time. There's no reason to not see multiple Star Wars games from multiple publishers. So I'm pumped. Let me ask you both a quick question. Where would you like to see an open world Star Wars game set? What time period? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, 
I'm more a for a linear that question, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more for a linear time period. I think you start start with a time period around episode one and uh kind of let it build. Uh, but I think because you know Darth Vader is such a money grab for them, you gotta kind of base it around those those original the, the original three so that you can plug him in there. I you know I'd be fine with the the original what was it thirteen thirteen give me the underground you know what I mean take me take me into the criminal uh, underworld and explore that or you know what go real crazy make it all in the outer rim and make it a straight up western give me Red Dead Redemption but <laughs> I'm really though give me Red Dead Redemption and you have the option of using a lightsaber and a gun what up. <laughs> Exactly. So yeah, here, here's the thing. Here's here's the HR. Here's the High Republic. A new time yeah. period where there's not much, you know, not much sand played in already. So, and that was the biggest fear of a lot of these developers that have you know failed games over the last eight years. Uh, because what are, what's the fans gonna? What are the fans gonna say? What are they gonna do? Are they gonna send me death threats because I made a bad game or a mistake and one interaction? Yeah, of course they are because they're you know a bunch of jerks sometimes. But <laughs> Mostly. You know, the point is, is that I think that they're going to make a game in the High Republic era, and I would eat that up. He, oh, idea. Make the game revolve around some sort of central planet that's outside of time, and then the characters can go on missions to any point in time they want. I, that actually sounds pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, time travel. All right. <laughs> Exactly. But uh, speaking of the High Republic, uh, some of you out there are wondering what your favorite characters from the book you're reading look like. Uh, so unfortunately, the infographic they originally gave us was incomplete uh, and we still have some questions. But don't fear. StarWars.com is here to give you a little video intro for each character. And uh, they dropped one the other day. And who was that for, guys? Uh yeah, that was um one of the Jedi Knights, uh Vernestra Rowe. Vernestra Rowe. That's, yeah. that's what I was gonna and say. She's yeah. from, from Test of Courage, correct? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not there yet. I'm still on uh Light of the Jedi. Yeah, that's I am the thing, stuck right? On page two hundred and fifty for a week now. <laughs> and I that's... have three minutes left of the audio book uh, so i will listen to that promptly when we get off of this episode who stops an audio book with three minutes left my kid <laughs> <laughs> all right you got me there you got me there she did not want me to finish that episode um <laughs> anyway <laughs> exactly uh, so also another uh, announcement today from the upcoming host of the the High Republic show that debuts next week. Uh, it's called Skywalker, A Family at War. It's a new Star, War, uh, Star Wars biography. Uh, so it's going to be, it said, for three generations, members of the Skywalker family, whether born into the name or chosen to carry the uh, the legacy, struggle to balance their own emotions and the external strife in the galaxy far, far away. Uh, so the author, Kristen uh, Baver, uh, is all, yeah, like I said, she's going to be the host of that High Republic show coming up next Wednesday it launches. Uh, the High Republic show I'm about, this book, I wasn't super, I, I don't know. I don't know if I really give a shit, to be honest with you. 
I'll have to see what it's about. I, I'm sorry. That's just me. You know, I love Star Wars more than anything, but this I, this is this may be blasphemy to Star Wars fans. And again, I'm a Star Wars fan in the sense that I am a Lord of the Rings fan or, you know, whatever else fan. I, I enjoy it. It's entertaining and I watch it. I am not hardcore like a lot of the fans are. But with that being said, as I've said numerous times, you made an entire galaxy. Can we get away from one single family? I mean, I get it. It's the Skywalkers. They're the most important. But there's so many other people out there. That's Go why with I'm them. super excited. I, I agree, Bob. It's like I, I'm in the High Republic right now. You're giving me what I wanted. <laughs> like a different story. So can we just, just take a break for a minute? <laughs> what? Well, it is also kind of a different kind of writing as well. If it's it going to be written kind of like a biography, yeah. so not really telling stories. I guess. I mean, it's you got to always look at it this way too. There's got to be something for everyone, and I guess to look at it that way is why something like Star Wars does so well, and why I think it's in good hands with Disney. Yeah. So, with that being said, you guys want to talk about some comic books? Always. Oh, good, good because. There's a bunch here. Oh, what is what is that? This? Oh, this is just this. These are Lord of the Rings coasters for your, like your wait, end wait, table wait. or your desk. Um, this this might those? wind up. I I just found them. They might wind up in the uh, the winter giveaway box. I don't know. I don't know if I want to. Maybe I'll hang on to these. I don't know. But uh, that's there. If anybody wants to like, share, and comment on three of our posts from now until March first, enter for a chance to win. Must be eighteen years older. Void would prohibit it. Amazing. You found those on your floor? They were just, I don't know, just digging through the mud. I found them. It's crazy. Not even wild, the pristine condition, too. There, I love it. Amazing. Magical. Uh, so in, in, in the comics realm, uh, we have some announcements. Uh, the Old Guard is returning. So the Old Guard was uh, pretty successful. The Greg Rucka uh, comic It came out I, a little while, like, probably a little while ago because i remember sorting to my comics and find issue one i'm like it's kind of funny how i just have this issue uh randomly and the show took off and i was very happy about that so coming up is the old guard tales through time uh it's gonna be an anthology featuring contributions from a host of fellow creators so uh it's gonna be six issues coming out in april and you'll see uh brian michael bendis kelly sue DeConnick, david f walker rick burchette Valentine Delandro, Nicholas Scott, and many, many more. So that's that's a pretty heavy uh, lineup right there. Yeah, this sounds badass. Um, because you know you, you're going on for seven centuries. Like, let's see them throughout history affecting you know different points in time. And I think it's a really cool idea. So I would definitely um, check that out. Ruben says magic. It is magical, Ruben. You're magical, too. So here's my thoughts. Disney, which we all know, is blazing the forefront for content. Um, They have now transitioned this Marvel monster from the big screen to a thousand TV shows. And they basically did the same thing with Star Wars, too. They got the Mandalorian, the Book of Boba coming and so on. Um, You kind of see Warner Brothers starting to do that with HBO. They're starting to do, they've you know, released a couple TV shows or, or hinted that a couple TV shows are coming. How long until Netflix does the same thing? And if so, is the old guard going to be one of them? I mean, this is, this is a, a nice little 
universe that they have here, this could definitely be a TV show. Can I just say say something about that? Because um, I have a question about where the Millarverse is, if that is the question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you know our thoughts on that. Uh, he's referring to, you know, Mark Millar and... We haven't seen a movie, we haven't seen a TV show, we haven't seen a cartoon from that Millarverse, but Netflix has owned it since 2016. So five years. I know we're supposed to get our first movie, but um, that being said, yeah, I could see this. I could see it having a spinoff potential because, you know, Charlize is not the only one, right? Like, I don't even think those ones are the only ones. I think there's other people, too, who are immortals like that. So, yeah. Just give me an anthology series, you know, maybe a couple, two, three episode arcs and tell the story of a tale and, and then keep it going. Or yeah, if take not these, this, something. Yeah. Yeah. Just take these new ones and, you know, comics are storyboards anyhow. Pretty simple stuff. Exactly. Um, so also from Image Comics coming uh, this April, I, it was kind of weird because this is actually a horror anthology. Uh and it's going to be called The Silver Coin. And so it's going to be Michael Walsh, who worked on Black Hammer Justice League, uh, with the artist from that, uh, with some of the biggest writers like Chip Zdarsky, Kelly Thompson, Ed Brisson, and Jeff Lemire. Uh, so, you know, a lot of, lot of people from that side of comic writing, the, the weird. Uh, so what do you think about this? Uh, I know that, Casey, you're an anthology type guy. Uh, Bob, do you like anthologies? Yeah, I, I do. And I, I mean, I'm not a huge horror fan. Well, I do appreciate the genre. And obviously, you know, as a movie goer, uh, you know, it's the center part of my podcast. And a lot of my guests pick horror movies. So um, I'm, I'm not going to say that I'm going to sit here and read this one. But again, more content, the better. I'm excited. I'll read it. <laughs> that lineup alone is worth it. Exactly. Uh, next up from Marvel, we have a new exploration in kind of the, in like kind of in light of what if, if you're making a, what if I guess TV show, are you still making what if comics and why is this not called what if? So Spider-Man spider shadow is what if Peter Parker became Venom? I'm a big Venom fan uh, for a very long time, more so than a Spider-Man fan. So I always, I'd like to read this story. What do you guys think about this? This one looks pretty cool. Um, I, you know, we got a Spider-Man as a bad guy in Superior Spider-Man a little bit when Doctor Ock took over. That's one of my favorite Spider-Man runs ever. The first part of it. Uh, so yeah, I sure why not? You know what I mean? Like, let's see what see what that's all about. And um, I, you know, for me, I've actually been enjoying these Spider-Man one-offs more than the main stories. So I'll take them. I'll take these little Elseworlds tales all day. Sure. I mean, <laughs> um, we got, I, I'm personally a huge fan of the um, Venom Spider-Man we got in Spider-Man 3. I think he had awesome dance moves. Um, <laughs> and I want to see him in a comic book. Well said, Bob. I think that <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, and that that's very important to remember those dance moves because if without those, the 
we wouldn't even be here today. So um, this series is by Sh- Ship Zdarsky and with uh, art by Pasquale Ferry. Uh, ne- next up in Marvel news, uh, Venom 200 is coming, and that will be the end of the the very long run by Donny Cates. Uh, what year was that? 2016? It's Donny Cates and Ryan Stegman have been working on this for a very long time. And so this is the end of their, their run. Uh, it is Venom 200. I won't, I don't want to say what happens in the issue because I do look ahead because of this website and other reasons. So um, it is a landmark issue. We'll put it that way and uh, get ready for it. Because uh, if you've been following since the beginning, uh, this is it. So whatever happens after this, uh, it'll be new stories from new creators at Venom. I haven't even read one. <laughs> nor nor have I, but what they've done with Venom over the last couple of years has been huge. I, I like that he's become kind of more of a forefront character. I love the symbiote king and what he's done and is doing. Um, so I guess, you know, less Venom, in my opinion right now, isn't a good thing, but maybe they have a reason to be moving on. Yeah, the minute that they that they put it, the whole idea that like the planet symbiotes and put it in Guardians of the Galaxy and really took it to the cosmic level, I think yeah. it changed the character for the better. For uh, sure. And yeah, it just made it just gave it gave him so much more depth uh, than just being, you know, Venom the lethal protector. So awesome. Um, let's jump over to DC uh, again coming in April because the solicitations just hit. Uh, we have some new Batman series and Bob's a big Batman guy. So I wanted to make sure we did talk about the dark Knight tonight. So uh, there are three new series. I'm just going to, I'll go through them real quick and then we can kind of talk them up. Uh, we have the next Batman second son. It'll be a digital first series. And that's uh, and John Ridley will be writing that uh, with art by uh, and uh, And that's on April 6th. Uh, Batman the Dark Knight miniseries on April 13th. Uh, and then the uh, Robin Damien uh, will be getting an ongoing series at the end of April. Dang. It's a lot of it's a lot of Batverse. What do you think? Love of all of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, the, uh, go ahead. I was just gonna say the the Dark Knight looks pretty cool. I do like these miniseries. Uh, we do have uh, Tom Taylor from Deceased and Suicide Squad, and since he's going to be writing Nightwing coming up, uh, he's getting a much bigger role in the DC verse. And we've talked about this before on the show, where we really feel that he deserves it. So good, good for good for Tom Taylor. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I I think the the second son looks awesome. I'm looking forward to that. I think one of the big things the comic book uh, companies don't do a whole lot of, and I wish they would, is give me give me my Batman, give me my Spider Man, give me my my normal comic book series. But I love the what ifs. I love the futures and the pasts and the different variations, especially if they're one offs and they're not messing with continuity mini series. I, I love that stuff. So DC playing into this whole you know next Batman. Uh, they have a futuristic Wonder Woman. That a whole futuristic universe going on. I love it. Um, I like the Dark Knight movie. Obviously, the mini series is probably going to be something I buy and hang on to. I think it's going to be awesome. As far as the Robin Damian thing, I think. Damien's probably one of the best Robins we've we've gotten. Um, I like him getting his own standalone thing. Um, I would love to see him kind of make a transition 
like Dick Grayson did into his own character and not be the Robin mantle anymore. And I'm sure that's coming down the road. Um, and I think if that happens, we need a female Robin next. Yeah. I, I believe he's, he has recently stepped away from the role. Um, and this might be a circle back or they're doing something with this new infinite universe. So I don't know how they're playing it. I'm not really caught up on Batman, but I know that Damien left uh, due to certain fallout reasons. So yeah, I, I agree. Uh, but let's also say this, we just mentioned how um, DC is very Batman crutch like. So yeah. But it sells, you know, so this is the thing. It's just like more Batman books, but being a Batman fan, like, I'm going to buy him. (laughs) Yeah, I think I think the difference there, though, is we're talking about comic books here. I mean, with the movies, if all DC's putting out or movies and TV shows, if all DC's putting out is Batman content in those areas, then that's all I can consume. But when it comes to comic books, yeah, you can put as many Batman stuff as you want. I can always not buy those and buy a different character's book. So there's options there. Um, and I think that's where it's a little less crutchy. Plus, again, I mean, Batman's Batman's my thing. So I mean, keep it going. <laughs> there you go. Uh, last bit of news before we jump to commercial. Uh, the DC Universe app is no more long live DC Universe Infinite. Uh, so as of, I think, today, uh, the app has transformed into a comic-only app. It is now new releases after six months versus a year before. And now Vertigo and um, Black Label uh, series will be featured on the app as well. So um, I subscribe to it. I enjoy the app a lot. Um, I do recommend it for anybody who wants to go back and and read things that you won't find in print or trade or you know whatever you read your your comics or funny books on. But I I support it, um, and uh, it's it's pretty awesome. So. That's good. More, more, like you said, more ways available for people to read comics. And that's always a good thing. So especially if you can't, well, especially if you can't get out of your house now, uh, <laughs> like even better reason to subscribe. Yeah. Funds are tight around, you know, and it's like not everybody can spend a lot of money on comics either. So it's just, yeah. I'm glad that these are, these are options for that. It's seven bucks a month. All right. Nice. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, Bob, anything you want to talk about before we go to commercial? Um, nothing. Nothing specifically. Just <laughs> same know, just, Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. Um, can I need? I need to get rid of this stuff, guys. You could just take it. We'll try it. We're working on it as we speak. Uh, so at this point, we would jump to commercial if. From the far reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you, we're Don'tForgetATowel.com, your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, don't forget to travel safe, and don't forget a towel. DFAT Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. 
Join the new source of comic book entertainment with D-Fat Comics. What you don't realize is that it ain't easy. It is hard goddamn work making something this bitch ass look like a geek. So I must be doing it for a reason. It's you. It's always been you. And it's worth fighting. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Join me. Gutsy Media Podcast. Because movies are our life. <laughs> so let me, uh, I'll, I'll open since um, yeah. I'm a little familiar with this. Uh, so Mythic Legions from the Four Horsemen, uh, my favorite sculpting company and longtime collector of their stuff. Uh, they've taken their Mythic Legions property and turned it into a tactics game. So they're currently doing a crowdfunding uh uh, campaign for what's called Mythic Legions Tactics War of the Aetherblade. Um, and they're looking for $100,000 as their funding goal. And right now they're at $38,482. It's with it's a very short campaign, 11 days to go. Uh, so there's a few different options in there. Uh, right now it's going to be only released for PC and then phones, Android and iPhone. Uh, so that is that is one thing. Uh, they do have some cool digital rewards, but also they did make some cool uh, army packs, uh, either a two-pack of orcs or two-pack of woodland elves that you can add to your Mythic Legions collection. Yeah, it's uh, it's cool that you can also get the extra like army builders along with it. I thought that was a really cool way to do it. I was curious why they didn't go to Kickstarter, but I think it's probably because they don't want to pay Kickstarter fees. <laughs> but I think it would have made it's. I know it's making money, but I think it would have made more money on Kickstarter. Right. I mean, both of their Kickstarter campaigns for the action figures broke a million dollars. That's what I'm saying. You know, it's very weird how they're doing it. I don't. I don't know why. I don't know. Maybe they're really trying to do their own thing. Yeah. Um, because imagine what that. Is. I mean, you know what? How much they take off the top? So imagine what they're taking off a million dollars. That's two hundred thousand dollars or two hundred fifty thousand. So I get it. That's a lot of money. It's so. more than they want. Double what they want for this. So Bob, just to fill in, Mythic Legions is a action figure line. It's uh, like medieval fantasy, Lord of the Rings style stuff. I'm not into any of that. I'm just kidding. No, it sounds amazing. Um, I I am gonna check it out as soon as we get off this call. <laughs> and if my wife is listening, I may be a little late to bed. I also may be short on cash for rent for <laughs> my child's food. How much more do they need to fund this? I can I can front them that money. $62,000. Oh, <laughs> no, that's nothing. Yeah. yeah. That's no, no big deal. Um, nope, nope, no worries. All right, we're going to jump across the pond to television. <laughs> and first thing first, Paramount's getting its own um, streaming service. So CBS All Access will become Paramount Plus. That's going to be dropping on March 4th. Um, you know, they'll be adding a little bit more movies. You got all the Star Trek stuff. Uh, to me, cool. Uh Yeah. Oh, well, sorry. Let me say this. 
cool, but actually the thing is is that they are going to put some of their movies onto the streaming service. So that would be A Quiet Place 2, Top Gun Maverick, Mission Impossible 7, Snake Eyes. That is pretty significant. Snake Eyes is a great movie. Um, here, Here's my issue. Here's my issue with this. So Netflix starts the streaming thing. Um, and within... You know, a couple years, we now have Disney Plus and Hulu and HBO Max and Paramount and Netflix and a gazillion other ones. And what's even worse is that now that these companies are developing their own ones, they're pulling their content from the other streaming services. So it's no longer like I can get these three or two and get a majority of the stuff. Now I'm only getting what that streaming service is, is creating, their content only. Um the issue I have with that is part of the reason why I went to streaming is because I didn't want to pay $80 a month for cable. And now I'm going to be stuck paying more than that to have 17 different streaming services just so I have options. So I'm hoping that all of these streaming services have the free 30 day trial. And I'm hoping that Google allows me to create 400 new email accounts. <laughs> uh, before yeah, Lauren said, you're investing in her TV show idea, so you got to save some of that funding money. That, that's true. That's true. We, we had a lot of good ideas come out of her. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's getting to a point where Apple, Paramount, CBS, you know, I mean, it's just too much. And you really, really got to pick and choose where do you want to spend your money? Because at this point, it's getting to be about $100 a month based off of all these different streaming services. I um I will say this with the taxes and all that all those hidden things that they throw in there for cable uh don't forget that I actually yeah. <laughs> I was subscribing to a $10 streaming thing for local TV channels but I was really paying 30 so it's just like I'm sometimes I, if you're going to give me original content you're going to give me you know stuff that I'm not going to see on TV uh, you know, and along those lines and you're, and you can convince me it's enough to spend that extra kind of money, then yeah, I mean, I'm in for it. Um, I don't get this. Everything has to be a plus though. <laughs> it's just their, their marketing gimmick of saying you're getting more. You're getting more. Plus everybody. Plus, yeah. plus, 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 plus. So, um, I'm already subscribed to CBS All Access, so I'm just waiting for this to transform. Yeah, that that works at least for you. Uh, John M. Chu is departing Willow. He was attached to be one of the directors for the Disney Plus series, um, and he's got to go. Uh, you know, I, he's a good director. Uh, Crazy Rich Asians um, in the Heights, but. I also think they'll find somebody with all the other talent involved on that show. They'll, they'll get another good capable director. Yeah. Like Ron Howard. <laughs> I'm sure Ron Howard will direct at least an episode for sure. He's yeah. Or Bryce Dallas Howard. Any of the Howard fans. <laughs> <laughs> they should, they should just do that show together right now. Let's just throw that at Disney because that would be, magic that that would be awesome i agree i agree 
Uh, also on Disney Plus, the Muppet Show is coming uh, next month. Uh, there's gonna be a new Di Muppet Show. Yay! Yeah, I can definitely. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love the Muppets, so very excited about that. <laughs> bring me, bring me back the Muppet Babies, please. They did. They did exactly. They were like, CGI do it again. And it wasn't that good. Bring it back better, kind of like Thundercats <laughs> Roar. Yeah, bring it back in a good way. Yeah. Um, and finally, in the best news ever, uh, TV news, Saved by the Bell season two has been greenlit for Peacock. Um, I paid my $5 to binge that first season and it was well worth it. I would pay it again two times. <laughs> so yes, uh, Saved by the Bell. I'm a huge fan, just like Bob's is with his socks. I'm excited. And... I haven't I even it. watched. I haven't watched the new one. Did you watch it, Casey? Yeah, I, I okay. watched it in like yeah. two days. How does it? Two I mean, days. you you tell me. You tell me the new Say by the Bell series. I automatically think new class with. No. Uh, ah. So so what is it? What, what, give me this. What is it? It's a continuation of the original series. Zach is now the governor. There's some new kids, but then also like uh jesse is a counselor and um slater is like the gym teacher um but it's very funny like they make fun of themselves they make fun of the old show like they're very aware of how stupid saved by the bell can be and they play into it in a very smart and, and hilarious way two questions it's number great. one does he use timeout at any point during the first season uh, Zach doesn't, but it does happen. Number two, do they bring back Miss Bliss? No, I don't think she's still alive, to be honest with you. Well, then. <laughs> I'm out. You. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move over to movie news. Brendan Fraser, everyone's favorite uh, robot in Doom Patrol, is going to be joining Darren Aronofsky's uh, latest movie. You know, last known for mother, exclamation point. <laughs> um anyway you know the movie is called the whale uh it is something that looks and sounds completely like darren aronofsky is making it about a 600 pound man who is suicidal so there you go it's i, I heard it's based on a true story it's bonkers and I am super excited that Brendan Fraser's in it because honestly, I think he's one of the most underrated actors. And I'm sorry that he had a brief falling out with Hollywood. And I hope that he's back in this because he, I think he's great. I think he's a great actor. Have you watched Doom Patrol, Bob? I have not. Again, one of the shows that is definitely on my list of things I need to consume because I've heard nothing but good things. Do yourself a favor. That's... <laughs> Getting outside not, the DC sandbox, awesome stuff. I mean, I may not go to bed tonight. I mean, I might just stay up and watch that and, and binge Mythic Dungeons. <laughs> I think that sounds just perfect. <laughs> just plain great. Um, we also got our first looks at Mortal Kombat. And uh, <laughs> with that... Uh, we also have a synopsis of the new Mortal Kombat, which is produced by James Wan. Um, you guessed it. A bunch of people have to fight each other uh, in a mysterious <laughs> place. Um, here's the thing. 
I am all in on this. <laughs> like, I love Mortal Kombat. I think it's one of the best video game movies of all time, if not the best video game movie of all time. Sorry, Sonic. Um, and, you know, this new one, if, if it wasn't for James Gunn being attached, maybe I'd be a little bit more, uh, you know, scared or whatever. But now I'm in. I'm ready to go. Give, give me Mortal Kombat. Keep the soundtrack. Because the first movie was so amazing, yes, we needed a remake. You're right. Yes. I, you, Bob. The, there, there is no <clears throat> plot to the video game Mortal Chelsea Kombat. Chelsea agrees. Chelsea agrees. Yes, it That's, is. Fighters fight. How is there not a plot? That's the there. There is zero. What? What do you mean? How is there not a you, plot? You these Raiden comes down and gets these fighters from across the world to go to this dimension to stop Shang Soon from taking over our the multiverse or want the... our dimension to get destroyed bob no you have to fight right. for it i can't i can't thank thank I the gods for Luke Kang. seriously this is if it wasn't for Luke Kang, um i you listen, know what, here, here's what i am excited about i am excited that this is going to be our rating and i'm excited that they they've literally come out and said there is going to be blood and gore galore and and that's the only way you can do a mortal Kombat anything yeah but with that being said, this is this is not this is not a movie. This is this is I don't know what this is. This is I don't so know. Bob's clearly very excited about it. <laughs> I'm just ready for Jimmy Olsen to look that badass. Scott Brooks <laughs> looks pretty awesome as Jax. So there you go. And finally, in things that no one even wants to see. Willy Wonka <laughs> is getting an origin movie from Warner Brothers. It sounds stupid. I don't care, and I don't know why it exists. Matter I, of opinion. I, I, mm, here's my issue with this. Like so many other things, it, it'll work if you do it right. Yeah. But th- there's a really fine line there. I mean, Wonka. The our, our you know, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory starts off with Wonka is a recluse. He's been locked away. Nobody's seen him for you know two decades or whatever. And then he has that but slow why, walk out. You need but why? why? I need to know why. Tell what happened? To tell us. I, there's a, there's a story there. But you gotta play it. It's gotta be London. You know, cobble streets and that type of feel that He's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was. Jack the Ripper, I think. Don't give me whatever the hell it was that that came out before with Willy Wonka because Tim Burton pissed all over that and Johnny Depp sat there and took it. It was it was gross. I really like that movie. <laughs> I'm of like, cor- of course you did. People? The only you thing that would have better. Oh yeah, Lauren's <laughs> right. They had a, they had a backstory in that. Is his dad a dentist? If so, then no. She doesn't want to see it. But but if if not, then you're in. As yes. long as there's no talk of dentistry, no. you're in. If Uncle Joe doesn't show up and they meet each other and that's what made him bedridden, it was Willy Wonka. Hey, Look, right? They were old Are you writing buddies. a script right now? Let's do this. I'm greenlighting it. Ugh. You and Lauren's TV shows. We're, I'm in. All right, Chris, take us to a, a more uh, wonderful place. Excellent. Let's talk a little bit about video games and with the announcement of Lucasfilm Games 
it looks like we may be looking at an Indiana Jones game down the road here uh, with Bethesda, who just signed that exclusive uh, contract with Xbox. We'll see if this uh, will be one of the games that are more, you know, widely released to other systems. But what do you guys think about a Bethesda? I would say probably is it going to be open world Skyrim or are we going to be, would you want to see an Uncharted type game? I, you know, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. I Indiana Jones is one of my top favorite characters. Indiana Jones and Sherlock Holmes are my two greatest characters of all time. The problem is, is that we got an Indiana Jones game and it was called Uncharted and it was amazing. <laughs> and I, I don't, I mean, I don't have, I, I don't care about this. With that being said, I'll buy it and I'll play it. <laughs> if Lauren asks if there's going to be dinosaurs, I, I think you're referring to indiana jones and if so yes he rides a dinosaur and i'm all about it (laughs) with lasers out of his eyes if it's like uncharted i mean here's the thing that's it nathan drake is indiana jones just now so you know instead you're swapping hugh regular people for nazis fine (laughs) take my money you know i have a ton of uncharted memorabilia in my house and collectibles so of course i'd swap it for indiana jones all day what about old indiana jones punching new nazis in the face mm. no. only if shiloh buston <laughs> oh she says like a pre-jurassic world catch my drift i see where you're going with this no we're not i need that. i need me some mutt some Shia LaBeouf meeting Sean Connery in like a grandfather grandson team up. Okay, can we move on from this? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so Shia LaBeouf plays his own son? Shia, Shia LaBeouf plays Indiana Jones's son, yeah, who right. goes by the nickname Mutt. Yeah, get it? Because Indy was named after the dog. The dog, right? As oh, if I, I could throw that right in your right. face. I think what yes. Bob's asking for is a Gotham Knight style game. You can take over <laughs> as three different characters of Indiana Jones generations and each Love of it. them with I'm significant in. power sets. <laughs> and dinosaurs. And dinosaurs. <laughs> well, um, so Indiana Jones coming from Bethesda. Uh, next up in the world of Nintendo, uh, The Switch is getting a Mario makeover, so you're going to be getting a Mario Red and Blue Edition system, uh, celebrating, of course, 35 years of Mario, uh, which has been going on for a while now with the release of the the new game. Well, not the new games, but the new game is coming soon. The old games. uh, And then also that kind of that fun multiplayer one that was similar to Tetris uh, on the Switch. So a lot of cool Mario stuff that's been coming out this year. it's funny because um as they they went to like the portable system now they're you know they're trying to get rid of these systems by by making them look different um so i I, i'm pretty sure we're getting close to a uh a switch pro here or there i i love that you know xbox and playstation have been going back and forth for 10 plus years on better graphics and better games and real immerse technology. And Nintendo's just out there like, yeah, we're going to do our own thing. Graphics aren't that important. We'll just, we'll just do our own thing. And they're a hundred thousand percent correct because mm-hmm. the switch 
has outsold, you know, so many things and it's about the content and it always is. And you can talk about how great different graphics are, but like, I'm not going to hold up animal crossing to miles Morales, but animal crossing people are playing nonstop every day, all day. So it's, it's about the content. People will consume anything you put out. Anything. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure there are some true diehard Nintendo fans out there. I have a Super Nintendo still. I still play it. I think it's amazing. And I'm not trying to sit here and say that Nintendo isn't doing something. But you cannot honestly tell me that if given the option of playing the Switch or playing a PS5 or an Xbox One, you're picking the Switch. That's that's not happening. It depends. Maybe on one out of... Sure, sure. But if I give you... If if I give you a Christmas gift as a parent, or if if you have a wish list, you're not you're not putting the, that system on there because you know that there there are games out for the other two systems that are just amazing. I mean, the graphics in the other two systems are amazing now, and it's only getting better. It's unbelievable. And Nintendo, while still a great system, I'm not putting my money into that. Sure, if I can get one at a discount rack, or if somebody hands me a Switch and is like. Here you can have this. Then sure, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll take it all day and I'll play it. I'll let me let me pose it like this um, because this is the way I look at it. I um, when you between like PS and Xbox, uh, you choose one or the other. You don't have both. Some people have both. Whatever, that's fine. But they're the same thing. Nintendo for me is a completely different peripheral. Um, it's a different kind of experience where I can take it on the go. And these other companies have been trying to kind of um, tap into that, but you, you can't without an internet connection um, and so forth. So uh, the Switch is, I plug into my TV, I can play those games. I can take it, sit on the couch, I can pl- and I can take it to go. Um, and that's the thing that ever since the Wii, Nintendo has, when they saved themselves from bankruptcy, they redefined how to really release systems. And I think that's the best way to look at it. They do something different um, and and def- and redefine what video gaming is while these other two are pushing the graphics and the hardware and all this other stuff. But at the end of the day, the Switch or an, a Nintendo product is something that we've had for our entire lives and something that is uh, probably very familiar to us and is easily, um, you know, loved. So I just, I feel, in my opinion, there is a huge difference between the two different systems. I think it's where you are at your at your life. Like, and, and honestly, for me, I think Nintendo and I think their products is about family. Because when I got my Wii, it was when my I was going to visit my sister, and it was her gift. And all of us played that Wii Boxing game. And then, you know, when they came over a couple years ago, I had my Switch. We all played Mario Kart. So, like, I played by PlayStation. It's my PlayStation. Occasionally you you know guys will play with me and we'll play a game online but to be quite honest with you nintendo to me is about that family connection and those are the games that bring families together so so here's what i'll say about that to to chris's point i think you're right i think nintendo is focused on some sort of portable thing with the switch and everything here's why that doesn't matter because i can get games portable right now as it is I don't need a, a, to buy another system. And I think the issue, like what, what Casey said, 100% right. Nintendo is definitely the family console. It was with the Wii. 
I don't think it is with the Switch. When, when the Wii came out and it was motion and it was the only system they had the motion, absolutely. I went over to countless family members' houses and did the boxing, did the bowling, did the Frisbee. And then PlayStation came out with theirs and everybody bought it. Xbox came out with theirs. It didn't even need a remote. And they had this three-way battle. That's where Nintendo was relevant when they were coming out with the new technology that the other systems didn't have. But they've they've backed off of that now, and I and I I think they're losing the battle, in my opinion. It's it's still motion. The switch has motion controls. It's it's my here's the thing, because Lauren Lauren just brought up something with local multi, local multiplayer. She says it's more more of a family experience as well as local multiplayer. And this this could be its own episode, really. Um, so I'll say this: <laughs> I my, my nephew's bought a switch. <laughs> my nephew's bought a switch, and I go over there. And I bring it with me and we do that. And like, we just played Sonic and Mario at the Olympics. And so um, it, for me, the switch is a better Wii, hands down. I agree with that. Um, yeah. Griffin says super contra and bionic commando all day, hundred percent. And one last thing, I'm sorry, Bob, the, I don't like phone games. I, there are some good ones out there, but they, they can't hold a candle at a lot of these ones that are, you know, indies made for, um, you know, switch and, and I'll see even. Oh, you know, Xbox I agree. And, and, and the constant ads in the phone games are ridiculous. And I agree with that. I a hundred percent agree with that. I just think in general, if you're looking to have a mobile gaming experience, people are going to grab their phone first because they already have it. And I can download a game for a dollar or two. I'm not going to go out and spend a couple hundred bucks on a new system just to have that experience. Correct, especially when Nintendo won't put their games down under 60 bucks most of the time. <laughs> Never. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, last thing today in video game news, uh, Resident Evil Showcase happened today. I have not watched it yet, so I, I'm not really familiar with exactly what went on with Village. I do have some highlights about it. So Village is coming out on May 7th. Uh, you can pre-order it now. If you get the PS version, PS4 version, you get the free upgrade to PS5. Um, and then also there's a standalone demo out called the, the Madden or something like that. Um, so a lot of cool stuff coming out of that game today. I'm pretty excited because it looks like a weird werewolf game. I don't think there's anybody listening right now that cares about resident evil. I mean, right. We don't know anybody that's a huge resident evil fan that would be interested in this, this information. I don't think. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm waiting for her to chime in. I, I, uh, I'm excited for this. Um, I like that it's more traditional monsters. I'm always a fan of the zombies and other weird ass like amalgamations of monsters that they throw into these games. Um, yeah, Lauren goes not at all. Uh, but <laughs> seeing a werewolf, seeing that lady who could possibly be a vampire. You know what I mean? Like, what else are they gonna do in that world? It makes me feel like a real House of the Dead vibe, and I'm I'm there for it. Yeah. yeah, I think Resident Evil has definitely executed on the horror games, and they continue to. Um, they're great games to play, and yeah, I'm excited about this for sure. Chelsea says she's excited for Resident Evil on Netflix. So am I, for sure. And Alex said, hey, hi. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, what time is it, man? It is the time to pursue some plastic. Uh, so usually we have a cool theme song going on right we now do. and we, we kind of lead into that. Podcast. So it goes like dun, 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 yeah. right? Exactly. So uh, let's get right into it. Bob, Bob, what is your uh, 
what is your collectible uh, level in life? Like, how are you into collectibles? Like, all those cool collectibles that keep appearing on your desk. Oh, look at that. Yeah, so that was the first thing I set up in my new office. Um, I'm a huge collectibles fan. Um, I don't always have the dollars for it, but I mean, there's always something with an arm's reach that I like to collect. Here's, I, I, I think, man, McFarland does a great job with collectibles. I'm a huge fan of theirs. The Funko Pop, I, I held out as long as I could, but they're such a great price point and they're really cool to have. Um, my son actually asked me today when we were setting up my office here, he said, uh, dad, do you ever, do you ever play with these or do you just, do you just look at them all day? And I was like, both son, both. Um, so yeah, I mean, I like them. I, I think the difficult part is as somebody who enjoys them, it's hard to find them in the right amount of, of, of the right price range. I want something of value that's really cool, but I, I can't afford to go out and spend, you know, two, 300 bucks on a new collectible every month. Once in a while, yeah, but not every month. Well, I've got one for you. No, I'm just joking. This one is not for any of us. But um, the first one up today I want to discuss is the Grim Knight from uh, the Dark Knight's Metal. Uh, so the Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo run. Uh, they brought in these alternate Batmen from the multiverse. And so this was a basically a Punisher version one. Uh, where he was just like on an ultimate revenge path after his parents were murdered. So uh, <laughs> this this baby goes for uh, $1,300. Um, but I just, you know, I wanted just to kind of share this from, it's from Prime One Studio. Uh, and I, I always kind of like the design of this character, being a Punisher fan. It looks badass. And um, I'll get the much smaller, way <laughs> cheaper version from uh, McFarland. <laughs> Yeah, I'm waiting on that. It's been it's back order, yeah. back order. Uh, but um, he loves dragons. Just catch up on comments here. I think he was talking about Bob loves dragons. Yeah, I'm a huge dragon fan. I yeah, like dragons. Chelsea says I need Funko Pop book characters. They don't do a lot of book characters. It's a good point. Yeah, yeah, like Willy Wonka. <laughs> Maybe not Willy Wonka. <laughs> Sorry, go on, Chris. No, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> You guys both mentioned Todd McFarlane, and um, so let's talk a little bit about his DC Multiverse line, which has been stellar. Uh, he actually said there's some big stuff coming for 21-22, so look forward to that. Uh, but then we got this great announcement of Batman Beyond Wave. Uh, so that's on its way. Uh, coming later this year, few are just releasing. It looks like release dates throughout the year. Who knows? Uh, but this one kind of is neat because it's it's looking at like the future, not future, uh, future's end uh, side of things, and also the comic book uh, Batman Beyond. So you'll be getting another Batman Beyond figure with this. Uh, he actually has um, he has like the f- no mouth. The other one has like the mouth uh, imprint. So it's separate figures. One comes with a build a figure, uh, which will be the future's end Batman with an alternate face. Yeah, I've I've actually been rewatching Batman Beyond, so I saw this announcement and I was pretty excited about it. Um, Griffin says I have McFarland. Twenty bucks is much better than thirteen hundred. Thousand percent correct, man. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly what you're going to say. Uh, McFarland is a toy collector, and he makes the toys with a great quality, 
tons of uh, points of articulation and and they're at a good price point. I mean, I I bought the entire Dark Knight series. And if you haven't watched it, it's on YouTube. Uh, my my exploration of that. But I bought that entire series. I want to say for maybe 110, and that's five separate figures. I mean, that's that's a good price point per figure. That's got to be you know 25 bucks or so, or 20 to 25 bucks per figure. Um, but not just that. He's constantly coming out with new stuff. Uh, I just actually watched a video before we hopped on here where he announced the characters for this build. Um, that you're talking about, it, it's going to be uh, four separate characters coming out, coming out periodically over the next year. Each one containing a part of a fifth figure, um, and one of them I want to say was like, I'm, I'm, I can't remember his, the character's name, but they're from. It's from Batman the Animated Series. It's the last one that's going to be coming out. It's like a grim light uh, green character. It's it's awesome, but um, yeah, he picks some of the greatest characters that we haven't seen in. Um, you know, plastic yet, and he releases them, and they're great. I I love McFarlane tones. Can't can't say enough of good things about them. It's a good point, Bob. Uh, because it seemed always like Mattel with their master license was playing catch up, and then it was then it was DC Universe Classics, which I loved because it was Four Horsemen, and they and they went back and they did like the classic versions of of the characters. So, uh, this, however, I love because if you're a current comic reader. He's he's hitting those high notes with um you know with like Flashpoint Batman not not so new but um like the Dark Knight's Metal stuff yeah. um the Last Night on Earth all this crazy stuff that you would not see from any other toy toy manufacturer all about it that's it um next up Super Seven uh, continues their Conan the Barbarian movie figure wave uh, series with Wave Three. Uh, two more figures on the way. Uh, another Conan with all his war paint. And then also um, Thul- Thulsa. Uh, so both of those will be available. Uh, of course, we'll have their big pre-order window uh, through February 19th. And I love Super 7 and their made-to-order figures. I think um, some people like it, some people don't. But I feel that's that's kind of the way to do it these days if you're not putting it in stores. Yeah, I'm not familiar with Super 7. I'll have to check them out. Um, Conan has never been a big character for me. Uh, never was a, really a huge fan. Um, but, I mean, for those of you who are, if, if that's the figure you want to go after, by all means, I mean, I'm glad you're getting your content. Yeah, I'm I'm the same. I mean, I love Conan, but I have no desire to get these. I I, I would rather do the Mezco version of these characters or something like that. Uh, yeah. What <laughs> a statue? Says, yeah, statue like that. Griffin says uh, DC has a lot to say in what Todd is putting out. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, he does a lot of Batman oriented stuff, but if you if you dive into his collection, he's also got some. Um, you know, Rick and Morty stuff. He's got some Dune stuff that's coming out. Um, so maybe it's not DC specifically, but Warner Bros. as a whole. But, but you know, at the end of the day, if you're getting a good figure for your price, you know, who, who, no, no issues with that. 100%. Absolutely. Uh, next up, Lego Ideas revealed their latest set, uh, Medieval Blacksmith. Uh, it's going to be $149 uh, for 2,164 pieces. It releases on February 1st. Growing up, I was a huge uh, Lego medieval person. I had all the castles and stuff. Um, and I wish I still had them because those are the OG sets like that. 
Yeah, I never got into Legos. I have a, a good friend of mine who's super into Legos. My kids are getting really into, into Legos. Um, so I, I mean, I'll definitely probably be investing more into them as my kids get older. Um, one thing I was really into that I, I wish they'd bring back. Do you remember those 3D puzzles where you could like, it was like layered. Yeah. And at the end, you'd have this like big like structure. I, I, they should bring those back. Those are pretty cool. <laughs> I bet you they have them somewhere out there since they make almost everything now probably just got to find it but um yeah chris like you i i was a big lego medieval fan i had a lot so when this popped up on the cast today i was like oh okay (laughs) do i need that fire breathing dragon to come back (laughs) oh if they got dragons i'm i'm sold i'm in (laughs) they might do it they used to have dragons. I re- distinctly remember the old, the old dragon minifigure. So that's it. Uh, next up, Quantum Mechanics. Uh, this is this is a company you should check out, Bob. Uh, they make Q figs, which are kind of cool, like stylized versions of characters from DC to Marvel to Harry Potter and more. Uh, and so they're they're a little they're a little cartoony. I kind I was a pop guy before. Um, and then I, I moved away from pops to these. I don't get them too often, but I do like what they do. Uh, and they do some kind of strange ones. So uh, the latest two that I wanted to kind of talk about was Jack Burton uh, from Big Trouble in Little China and also Darkling Duck. Um, so both of those are coming. And um, Bob, have you ever seen those figures before? Uh, I have not. I, I I might have an idea of what you're talking about. I've seen. Um, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Those are cool. Uh, there's are they big in Target? I think I've seen them a lot in Target. They are but... getting more in Target and stuff. It used to be hard to find them, but now um, they're getting they're getting out a lot more. Yeah, they're pretty they're pretty. I like them like just like Chris said. I like them more than Funkos because like I don't really like the bobblehead all the time, but sometimes they make figures that I can't like pass up. Whereas these guys are making some pretty cool. Like I like the bases and stuff like that. Are they the same price point as Funkos? A little more expensive. No, they're like, like they're like, yeah, twenty to thirty bucks, depending. They also do like higher higher range ones where they're like statues. Yeah. They have like a Batman family one where it's Batman is the is like a like a twelve inch statue, but then they they do all his like Robins and Batgirl as oh, like yeah, the little yeah. ones. Yeah, you seen that? I love that statue, yeah, but that's that like the higher price point. Yeah, it's like one fifty. They're, they're about twenty oh. bucks for the Q figs. I'll yeah. definitely have to check them out. A Darkwing Duck is one of my favorite childhood cartoons. Um, so I, I'll definitely have to check that out. I get, my list of things to look up after the show is growing. <laughs> That's it's why dangerous. You Come on, subscribe to the podcast. <laughs> check us out on live feeds, and we we are here to help you. Not your not your wallet though. <laughs> nope. Uh, so next up, uh, speaking of quantum mechanics who used to have the star trek license they were doing some pretty cool uh one six scale figures uh casey and i saw them when we went to toy fair a while back and mm-hmm. talked to that company but um exo exo six uh will be will be doing the the line and their first one is going to be a data figure uh so this is pretty exciting i don't collect uh star trek stuff uh but I know plenty of people out there that love it, and um, it's always been kind of a question. The line, the license, like jumps around, um, and it hasn't really found a solid home, which is kind of surprising with the growth of it on CBS All Access. Yeah, 
yeah. Star Trek is an untapped franchise, I think. They have not. Star Trek could be as big as Star Wars in the sense of movies and TV shows, but they just can't get their feet underneath them. With that being said, is there a Star Trek item in the giveaway this month? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, cool. I like Star Trek. Chris, I know you're a huge Star Wars fan. Is there like an internal battle between Star Trek and Star Wars? Or are you guys cool now, like the Bloods and Crips? <laughs> I was thinking of that Darth Vader line. What is it? There is no... Um... <laughs> Never mind. Um, no, I love Star Trek. Um, it's actually the reason why I subscribed to CBS All Access uh, to support that. Uh, and I suggest I I would suggest anybody out there that likes Star Trek who has watched the TV shows like Discovery or or Picard, Picard. to check it because <laughs> Star Trek is, in my opinion, is pretty awesome. Um, and it like I I think we we said this the other day it was like I don't understand. The, like the battle because they're two totally different things. Yeah. Well put. Yeah. So, um, X06 look forward to that. If you're a one, six scale collector, uh, speaking of one, six scale figures in star Wars, um, I said, I wasn't going to buy any more hot toys this year. And it's, <laughs> it's just <January>. beginning, <laughs> right? It's just beginning. <laughs> New year's resolutions have failed. Um, so they, <laughs> With the, <laughs> with the Mandalorian reasons, I'm sure this year, yeah. some that Teen Wolf that I've been waiting for my whole life, <laughs> it's coming. Um, so, I was a huge Dark Forces fan back in the day. Uh, it was probably one of the you know besides um, Rebels. I don't even remember what that game was. Um, it was no, no, it was before that. It was like a point, almost like a point and click. It's Rebel sup, Rebel Assault. Um, it was like a CD-ROM game that I had a, the old Apple computer. Um, but I used to play Dark Forces as well. And the Dark Troopers have been something that I loved the concept of. And when it got, when the EU got removed, it was kind of like, okay, what's going to happen? But Filoni and Fav brought back the character, uh, quote-unquote character, the concept of Dark Trooper. And uh, they appeared in this season of The Mandalorian and was they were pretty awesome. And then Luke Skywalker destroyed them all. Uh, so uh, it's, it's been long enough. Um, the, and if you haven't seen the memes, I don't know where you've been living. <laughs> Probably on uh, Dagobah. <laughs> so <laughs> exactly. He's still going. He's still getting there. No, he got there. That's right. Um, but the Dark Trooper is now up for pre-order on Sideshow. Uh, if you're into expensive collectibles. <laughs> uh, the dark troopers were cool in the show um i mean as somebody who didn't really know the backstory behind them they were kind of revealed as these badass awesome things and then within 30 minutes they were gone so um <laughs> but they look like they could they could be really cool and badass and yeah that'd be, that'd be cool i'm really fighting buying them because of the potential with the Mando that I have coming in and the Luke that I have. Uh, we'll see. Um, I did. Want, I just have a couple comments to catch up on. Alex said, I'm that friend. He loves Legos all day. And Griffin says, Migo has a Teen Wolf coming. I was actually going to add that. I totally forgot about it. They did reveal that online. And as soon as I'll, I'm buying it, I'm getting two. <laughs> one to hang, one to hang out with. <laughs> Hang from a basketball hoop? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll be up there. Whoa, what is that, Bob? 
What the collector? Oh, this. <laughs> This is this is a black window uh, black widow standy. Um, it's pretty cool. I like it, but I think I might part with it as part of the uh, winner giveaway. So um, don't forget to like, comment, and share three of our social media posts. That's Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram for enter for a chance to win. Must be eighteen years or older. Void or prohibited. Gutsy Media Podcast, guys. Um, yeah, I. You know, I want to thank Bob for being on the show today. And as he's mentioned multiple times throughout the episode, <laughs> please check out his podcast, like subscribe, enter the contest. Uh, Chris, where can you find us in this galaxy? Well, we are on a little website called don'tforgetatowel.com. Uh, you can find it on your local interwebs. Also on the socials, uh, hit us up on the Twitters, Facebooks, and Instagrams. Uh, all, all of them were there. Uh, so we're also, we have an awesome podcast network, a uh, few different shows. Uh, and Bob was just on one of them. It's called Star Warriors. Uh, so if you like Star, War, Star Wars and roundtable discussions uh, with a bunch of geeks, check it out. Uh, and also those geeks you know, uh, that is Casey, Bob, Lauren, and Dave. Dave. Right? Yep. So... A lot of lot of cool stuff on our on our podcast network. Check it out. And while you're at DFAT, check out DFAT Comics for real. For sure. Realsies. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Good episode, guys. Thanks everyone tonight who uh came by and gave some comments, interacted with us. Super, super appreciate that. And um yeah, this so Bob, do you wanna say a parting word uh j- yeah gutsy media podcast check it out guys thank you so much for having me on i really appreciate it anytime you guys want to geek out by all means let me know this is my daily life so i appreciate it and this is casey saying go read some comics and this is chris saying don't forget a towel <laughs> <laughs>